Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, it's kind of about people's lives and about... Uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Rogi here, but more often than not we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but more often than anything it's um, just normal people who have been through... um, interesting situations yeah and they've all got a lovely story to tell yeah so mouth and manliness we are about mental health but we're more about people and stories so welcome to the mouth the mouth of manliness Welcome to the Mouth of Manliness, season three, coming at ya. Um, yeah, yeah, so we are still going. Uh, it's me and uh, Wargie right here with you. And um, we've got um, Broken Bricks with us today, which is Wargie's band. <laughs> yeah, and also and also the uh, uh, we're, all, we're all hosting our own podcast through the door. So this is... Yeah. Our, like, our crossover is a screenshot for the, uh, for the for the Insta right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. But we, we, we want to explore how, like, we, we were exploring in Through the Door about um, people, how people make music and how, how they do it and making sure there's, like, no rules and it's just, it just is. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and how best people work. And it's just been mad interesting. Some of the people we've had, in it, It's been great. Yeah, yeah, it has, yeah. I was just saying, the last, the last guy who had the Spice Girls, I don't know, we didn't, I don't know if you chimed in yet Chrissy but the last guy we had yeah. on Elliot lived with the spy schools they had this, he had the spy schools living in his house before they got famous because he's a, like a, a artist development guy so he wrote the music oh. and then did all that and now yeah so that was an interesting chat. everyone knows uh, the other voice the man voice is Lee That's uh, me. and Lee, Lee. is uh, on the island of Jersey I am. Quite interesting. And Stuck on the rock. The lady voice <laughs> was Chrissy. Chrissy, where are you? Hi, uh, I'm in East London, Walthamstow. Walthamstow. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm happy. I'm happy you didn't say the other guy voice because I got a deep voice. So. <laughs> 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 but you can't really chat. Got them sexy dulcet tones, girl. Yeah. 
So we... <laughs> I haven't got a manly voice though. Oh wow, you're one of the first people to say that, but you know. Yeah, a very, very good singing voice. She's, uh, you, she's one of you. the best. Is Chris. No, that's me on vocals. Did you not? Is it? Oh no, no, no. She's on drums, man. You know. I did hear your singing. Uh, Warren's playing me your remixes, and I did get to hear your singing. Oh yeah, yeah. I know the one you mean. It was it's all right. Beautiful, absolutely mm. beautiful. It really was. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> it works. So, so on my remix of "Slow Down," Lee features on the uh, on the 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 very end uh, verse, chorus, weird drop that I did, and it's lovely. It's a nice interpretation of what we did already. It's dope. So yeah. you know, we did all three of our remixes uh, for this first single. That Lee's been smashing through for the next two singles. Um, NASA's currently out, obviously. So for, for the listeners who don't know who um, who we are as a band, Broken Bricks is a... What are we, Lee? Chrissy, what are we? All right, so I think we've tried to narrow it down. So we're, we're, in, we're an indie-tronic, electronic indie band, I think. I think that's what we're like well, basically, we're interesting female vocal and bass, right? We're, <laughs> we're splurging, a, splurging a nice little... Yeah, so we're, we're basically... We, we started as two um, producers mm. who was joined by a singer mm. who now produces and we all play live instruments and we all swap around on instruments, mm. basically. Mm. I think, and it's and right. it's like a crossover between indie and electronica. So I could think yeah. like, yeah, 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 it's with uh, the yeah. XX, XX and uh, I don't know, yeah, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Bonobo-y, yeah. Bonobo type, yeah. Disco-y, bit jungle, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I would say, uh, I don't see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's reference, but what I do see is oh, quite, a, <laughs> <laughs> quite, um, like, hooky, poppy tunes um, yep. with a really good soulful voice and yeah. Warren's great voice as well. But yeah, no, there's soul in there. Mm. Oh yeah, there's definitely that in there. I think yeah. that came with Chrissy though, mainly. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. So, like, we're, we're, just, we're, they were just devoid of all soul before I came. <laughs> like, no, yeah. we're our soul. Going along the ground like oh, worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the thing is, like, came about from Lee and I were in Bricks, and Nick has played bass for Bricks recently. Um, haven't you, Nick? So yeah. you, we had lots of like one-on-one sessions about learning the songs. Um, and then we started just making really nice electronic music, and uh, well, we thought it was nice anyway. <laughs> I don't know it started, it started out a bit nasty, didn't it? it? Out a, bit, took... a bit bass heavy and horrible. Yeah, we, we just we just come off the back of bricks, so it was all a bit. Yeah, yeah. It was still a bit angsty, yeah, lyrically and stuff. Yeah, and then I saw the wonderful Chrissy singing in Leighton Stone. Um, we've got Powell, and I was like, I phoned up Liam, was like, I need to get this girl in this band. Trust me, trust me on this. This is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said to you, right? That's I had it. to come in yeah. and uh, impress Lee because he was a hard one to please. But I mean, you know, the weather was perfect. <laughs> we, <laughs> both like, oh, we, we both literally, oh, Chrissy, we both literally had we both our hairs were standing on end when we first ever recorded your voice. <laughs> you were going here. Awesome. I mean, so so he literally. I remember him nudging me and turning around and going, "Yes, mate." And I was like, "Exactly." Yeah. But, and and here we are, aren't we? So, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. been. Okay, now it's been a couple of years now. It's funny how quickly it goes when you make an album. Three months, three yeah. four months, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But the saying that though, I mean, the we we were originally talking about doing an album launch in last summer, um, 
and we were talking about doing a like a well we are still talking about doing a full album launch like live thing like basically play the whole album invite some people and play the whole album front to back as a showcase but then put it out on the same night and we were going to do that in summertime so by now we would have been touring but then that pandemic thing got in the way didn't it yeah that that pandemic thing yeah but it's all good we managed to crack on anyway and uh i I mean when slow down went out it it rocketed for me like Mm. you know yeah, it's had about a hundred thousand streams and all that kind of stuff. So to come from nothing to that was, in in that kind of a situation, was amazing. Yeah, and now and now we're mid campaign with a, a new single, NASA. Yeah, um, which is, a, it's a similar sort of tune in, in terms of like content, I guess. Um, it's, it's sort of it's around it's around weird. relationship and breakup, but it's a it's a bit more fuck you, whereas um, <laughs> whereas slow down was a bit more like we need to sort of assess what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, exactly that, and uh, yeah, it's, it's picking up. Love your momentum, isn't it? We're doing well. Yeah, yeah, it's getting. There. I mean, it's it's interesting because everything is. It seems nowadays everything is based around kind of like um, playlisting. A lot of it's based on playlisting, streaming, and so you're targeting a very like sort of niche area. So if you've got if you've got one album that's got several different, it spans a few different genres. You, you're going to be playlisted on very different kinds of playlists and, and it, I suppose those different kinds of playlists have, have different uses like if it's just a general pop one it, it, you, you may get more streams of it but I don't know it's just, it's an interesting uh, it's been an interesting learning curve just just seeing how you release music nowadays mm. yeah. oh, it's so different it's so oh. different mm. it's oh, cool it's going to be interesting because we've got quite a, a breadth of styles on that through the whole album so it's like you know someone could love that one song and the other song that might not be the typical thing they listen to so you know like you said one time you're targeting more pop and then you've got kind of more indie so it's just been interesting yeah the contrast it is funny isn't it like uh the whole it's all changed from when we were younger you know it really is like the fact like when Warren was telling me about playlists and I think yeah my daughter like consumes music through playlists mm. it's like she don't have an she won't listen to an album which I find uh quite um like shit it is it is you know what though but I so like if I'm doing something and I put an album on my head goes to the album and I have to listen to it and I can't concentrate on what I'm doing because I'm thinking about the music in the album especially if it's something that I like yeah. like I can't listen to Radiohead and do something else I just end up sitting and listening to the album whereas if I whack on like an Afrobeats like um, funk jazz playlist and it's just like off it going in the background I'm good so for me I don't know like it's it has it has its uses as well as being I hear what you're saying though it it, people don't people kind of lean on that a little bit too much and they don't sit down and appreciate the work the body of work that an album is i don't I, I, well i hope they do because i'm just about to release one but yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as i'm saying it i'm thinking did we do the right thing yeah i still listen to cds i i my i wrote my car off yesterday like just through hmm. um not looking after it and right. uh and uh, I've got to take all the CDs out of my car. And I'm like, oh, I hope I get my next car as a CD player. They just don't even have them anymore. No, no. Because like, I, I listen to an album and uh, I, I can't bear a mix. But you guys are much more modern than me. I think like, 
like remixes and things like that. I never, I don't go into remixes, man. I'm like, why would you when the album's oh, <laughs> Mate, I was with you on that one. But then saying that, you wouldn't get me making electronic music until I met Warren. Mm. He, and then it, it, I just got into it. You just sort of get into it. And then when you get into elect electronic music and making electronic music, you start hearing how you would make a remix of something. And then and then when you start making remixes, you, you sort of get hooked on it because it's like your interpretation of mm. a song. I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard mm. thing to kind of describe, really. But, yeah, it's like almost like paying tribute to the song but giving it your own flavour. And it's, it's, it's exciting to do. I, like, I love yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I love a good remix. I like. Obviously, it depends if you hear if you have a song you love and then you hear what you think of someone butchering it. You're thinking, what have you done? What have you done? Yeah. But then you get yeah, those true. rare gems as well, where it's like a song you didn't even know, and they just completely switch the genre. Yeah. Get, but it shows you other new artists. In that yeah. when it's done well, I love a good remix. But yeah, your one, Chrissy, your one in particular was really interesting. I loved it. It was like two songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When it just yeah. goes meh and then goes well, into the yeah, like. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the first time I've remixed anything in my life, so it, it I can hear all my learning curve moments and my mm. oh yeah, now I need to I would check do that different. That's how it always goes when you make something, though, right? Yeah, um, every time. Yeah, the general element of having the two contrasting things. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's quite uh, whacked up, you might say. <laughs> One of the best remixes I ever heard was uh, "Rolling in the Deep" Adele Jamie XX remix. It's such a good remix. Like, it's amazing. Mm, yeah, Mad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Half-step, half-step sort of, uh, again, like Afrobeat rhythm to it, and then he sort of pitches up the vocal and fucks with it, and just loads of bass. Oh, yeah. like, that remix is unreal. And, there, and there's a Caribou remix of a Fortet tune. Um, I can't remember the name of it, so it's pretty pointless. Even that, um, pretty, pretty Lights one. <laughs> <laughs> that Pretty Lights remix of um, Etta James, and it's just like, mm. um, finally moving, it's like, Oh, sometimes I got a feeling that's Hold on, hold on, yeah, I get the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but that is just totally switching the sentence. Done in. Oh, there we go. Got a guitar. Got a guitar ready. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> when do you not? See, like, I'm like, uh, what, 10 years? How old are you, Lou? Oh, fucking hell. It's old. Uh, <laughs> We're putting out an album, Lie. Lie, five years. Five years. 38, I think. So yeah, yeah, I'm a bit older than it. I'm, I'm like ten years older than Warren, and I uh, it's, I was watching YouTube today, and the only and everything that comes up for me is like the last time that I really liked any new music was like uh, the time of uh, like the Strokes or Interpol. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I haven't really and I and I kind of got that was it then. I've up now, but in fairness, Warren has opened my eyes to a few other things because, yeah. like, the music me and Warren do is like he'll put, um, you know, like modern drums and that on it. So what? So what? What Nick has like got it. is like this bank of like um, loads and loads and loads of sound that he makes, right? So it's just mm. like it's like Double. colors. Like, and all the instruments that he makes himself and puts them through like these like a helix and that sort of stuff yeah. and then i've just been arranging it really and um putting it together I and mean, it's just it's a very interesting way of working because like the way lee and i write we write very structured songs and then and then chrissy comes in and then we change chrissy and i then we'll change something and then like we start to mess about yeah that's teenage engineering thing get right? one of them oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then and then you can run your run your when you're making sounds, you just sample it straight in and then you can just trigger it to beats and stuff and chop it up. What is that? I've looked uh, at them. Yeah, they're amazing. 
amazing. Leave Honestly. For our listeners, Lisa. I, I did. I did the whole. For, well, I don't know. Do we put this video out? Yeah, we cool. We'll just put this bit out. So yeah, now this is a teenage engineering uh, pocket operator KO. Well. And I did the first, the slow down remix using that. Ooh. They're not expensive, are they? Oh, they're not. I think it. No, I don't. It wasn't. Quid. Yeah, it depends on which one you get. So this one's a more expensive one, I think. There's other ones that are like lighter versions and stuff you can get, but this is the fucking bollocks. It's really good. Oh, is it kind of like a liberator, but like real in real life? Yeah, it sample. You sample in whatever you want, and then. Um, and then you just fuck with it, and it's got it's got all it's got pre-programmed like beats and yeah. stuff on it, or you can just oh. take beats, or you can or you can you can like play a whole song in and then chop it all up on the keypads, and then you can just play it. It's cool. It's really good. Teenage engineer. I just got I just got distracted by the way Warren that you're wearing your headphones. I've got I know. Yeah, he's got a mutant ear sticking out the top of his head. <laughs> uh, <maybe. laughs> the hills of eyes. Yeah, I wrote from the computers you see at the minute. So it's... the hills of eyes. Um. Yeah, no, that Teenage Engineering, just like, I think it's called an OP1, which is like, yeah. I think it's about 700 quid. But it's this Ooh. tiny little synth. But it's no, it'll be PO1, it'll be Pocket Operator. No, yeah. it's not. It's, it's not. It's, not? Uh, it's a yeah. TC1 or something. But basically, oh, it's, it's white. It's got a, a built-in tr- multi-tracker. It's got a tape. Uh, like The, the tape um, emulator on it is amazing. You can do like loads of really cool shit, like all the sort of... Stuff where you like you can play something over and then warp it and play something over and it's just this little unit like this. Yeah, unreal, man. Now you can use it as in in interface, a synth in. Um, yeah, it's mental, man. It's like really, really good bits of kit for just making like random sounds and stuff. It's fucking unreal. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna dig into that on uh, on mm. the next Broken Bricks album. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna make a few posts. <laughs> I think the next album is just gonna be like all of us coming with a thousand ideas. <laughs> like we're gonna get a barn. Yeah, right? We're gonna get we're gonna get a barn somewhere. We're, we're gonna, gonna get a barn. <laughs> Nick's gonna come down and get <laughs> that mental health. Shit. First thing we need is a bloody barn. And once we got barn, yeah. I'm gonna put that away for it all bit. So how are you dealing with lockdown, uh, Chrissy? You said you've been working. Do you work from home? Yeah, yeah, I've been working from home. I'm free. I, I've worked freelance so for a few months. I wasn't working, and then I was. Um, honestly, you do? Uh, finance, finance. <laughs> so when it comes to sort of invoices, I'm going to be the one looking at those. But uh, <laughs> when, when we start making the money, <laughs> um, so I've I've not. I've not found, yeah, I probably shouldn't say this, but I've not found lockdown like hard. Like I'm quite a reclusive character. And honestly, that I did, like the fact that you didn't have that social pressure to be going out and all that sort of stuff. It was a weird sort of relief. I know it sounds crazy. No, I, I felt that. that at all, did you? Yeah. 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 Um, and even thinking about going back out now and like meeting people, it does give, give me a bit of anxiety. I'm sure, you know, after a beer or so, it's fun, but. Cool. Even, I haven't found lockdown hard. Obviously, everything going on has been horrible. Um, but on a personal level, I've really enjoyed like the downtime to myself where you just don't normally have it. Do you, you just... live on your own? No, I live with my sister. So What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> What's the postcode? <laughs> that was creepy at all. Uh... <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know how you guys have found it, but uh, apart from everything happening in the world, I've kind of enjoyed the time to my to myself. You know, mm. yeah, productive. I can say that. Well, yeah, in terms of like making, I mean, Jesus. yeah, 
you know, I think we've been so preoccupied with trying to keep this release on track mm. and all the other shit that's going on that, like, it, I don't know. I, I haven't really noticed it anymore. I've just gotten used to it, I think. And you think it's lucky, because like, I've been more productive than I've ever been, I think, through yeah. lockdown. Yeah. And I've been able to dig into things that I've never done before. Mm. And it's, uh, I just feel lucky that I've got that creative bit in me. Because mm. if I didn't, I think I'd really struggle. Yeah. It's given yeah. me time and space to like paint and do all kinds of things. And uh, yeah, if he didn't have that creative element, it'd be fucked, man. My brain would be going haywire. Yeah, so which like, like a, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of my mates are like that, kind of up north in, in the UK. They're just, you know, like climbing the walls. Or they were, not not anymore, but like, yeah, I'm with you on that one, though, because you can, you can, I can sit in a tiny room. It doesn't even need to be a big room. Just give me a little room and a piano in it or, or like a, just a, even on just a laptop and set, set of headphones and I'm, mm, I could be there for hours. And, yeah. Like, oh. I'm yeah. like, shit. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's three o'clock in the morning, better go to bed. <laughs> you know, I'm like, so, Wait, it's one more minute and it's yeah. six o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> yeah, so I'm with you on that one. I think it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good in a way. It's been the only, what I'm missing is I'm missing playing music with, with you guys. Yeah, massively. Mm. I mean, like, mm. I was really, really looking forward to taking it live. Like, yeah, really looking forward to it because I know it's going to bang. You know, yeah. I know it is, well, and uh, that's a shame. It, you know, it's something. It's something Lee and I have always sort of had in previous bands as well, and and because it's it's been a learning curve getting to broken bricks and seeing how we can we can do that now. Yeah, like it's, so, it's so intrinsic to sort of how. how well, I, we we we've done we've we've taken bricks live, which yeah. was. Yeah, we were really Very tight good and for, uh, for quick though. I mean, Lee, energy, Lee, Lee was like, when we approached that as a drummer, it was like, it was a very intense time. I was sort of living with him a bit. I'd split up with Amy, like we had a lot, we had a lot, so I'd split up with my ex and like, and... Uh, <laughs> I didn't for me. Oh, fucking hell. Anyway... <laughs> ah, start again. <laughs> yeah, you threw yourself off there, didn't you? You yourself off. So, so I, I was living with Lee and I, and I was sort of, you know, um, away from my family and for the first time in ages and it, um, it, it was a very natural thing to just like knock out all these tunes. But Lee was like, oh, so the back, we're playing like hardcore. And he's like, well, yeah, I can drum, but like, I've, I've never played fucking hardcore. I ain't got a clue. And it turns out he's the best hardcore drummer I know. So, you know what I mean? so <laughs> Yeah, but how many hardcore drummers you know? <laughs> and you go, I know a few. But, and it's, it's that, that mentality that when we got live, it was all very good. Like, Tio was amazing, our bass player. Um, and it, it's something I miss so much, man. Like, yeah. It's not, something I'm about. Just playing live, like, with us, the element of I can't, I'm just really looking forward to people, people sort of seeing Chrissy live singing our songs that we all made together. I'm so excited! I can't wait. I'm just yeah. I'm not really thinking about it though because I know it can't happen yet. So I feel like that's all, all oh, well, stuff to come. So yeah, so I'm just kind of biding my time, not overthinking it. I'm just looking forward to it. To be honest, yeah, it's going to be good. I think it'd be nice if you could get out uh, at least to the tail end of the summer because like the songs you've released so far have got a real mm. summer feel to them uh, and yeah, it, well, it, it would just work it would work really well that was the idea that, that was why we wanted to do well, it last year then we ended up releasing the first one in October <laughs> yeah it wasn't really summer, summer <laughs> and we weather were like, it wasn't really summer weather yeah and then because uh, we just wanted to sort of get the, start getting the wheels in motion well, yeah and, and I think the mentality of just get it out and get it done and, yeah. 
and get people hearing us. And we've, we've been really fortunate that we've had a lot of listeners, we've had a lot of views. Yeah, and loads of views. We're getting some fans, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what we want so that when we do drop this, the shows can be like, the album a perfect view to run when it comes out after our next single, uh, which will be Tapestry. Mm. Um, like our, like the, the plan being that we're going to be so focused on just playing live and drilling it as much as we can everywhere. Mm. And that is, that's, that, that's, what, that's what our next year is going to be. I think as a band and like for, for our, just, I think it's something I miss so much of just being in a room with these guys. I've had the privilege of, mm. of you know, making music with Nick and stuff and, and like make, make a mouth of man in this as well, you know, and that's been great. Mm. But, but to actually have that, that, that sort of daily thing of like getting to rehearsal and, 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 and having that back in my life is like, mm, I just, mm. honestly, I'm craving that shit. Mm. It's really hard to explain to someone uh, who doesn't like, make music with other people what it's like being in a room you know like with a proper drum kit and that mm, and yeah it's really hard to explain what that's like because it is mm. pretty special when you all kind of click in the same thing and you're all playing at your best and it all sounds good and it works there's yeah. nothing like it man there's mm. really not and then if you take that in front of other people and they like it you know yeah. it's like one of the best feelings in the world like my mm. best days are gigging days, you know. Best, like my, you know, a lot of my best memories are like playing to lots of people. It's fucking amazing. Uh, mm. really I heard the stuff you, you guys made together. I've heard some of the stuff you guys make together. It's so jammy. It's lovely. What, the you stuff know? me and Warren do? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have it. I oh, like, thank you. I was like, show me, show me. I'm nosy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard this. Where, what's this? What's this? What's this? <laughs> but nothing. Oh, I don't get away with nothing. nothing. We're only starting to make proper bits of it all, and it's good. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I did get a little bit of sound. A few months ago, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. No one's heard it, really. No one's heard it. You're like the only one. I played it to my no, wife. I... wife's kind of uh, uh, apathy. is always impressed. <laughs> 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 you know what? It's always uh, I always think it's so funny playing because my sister, for example, doesn't ever make music, but it's, I always find it funny playing music to some, <laughs> music you made to somebody who makes music versus somebody who just listens to music. Yeah, like it's totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Totally mm. different. Like you know, I remember I've shown my sister something in the past, and she's been like, "It's good, but I'm bored." Whereas someone else <laughs> who will make something will be like, "I love the subtle thing you've done there," or you know what I mean. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's always different depending who you show it to. <laughs> but I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So how have you been coping, then, Lee? You're out. Uh, last time I, I spoke to you... Um... I was in pieces, wasn't I? <laughs> well, I got carried into a cab and yeah. sent home. What? I had, I what was this? cab home. Yeah. yeah. I was I'll fucking wasted. <laughs> Did I miss this story? I was hammered. this story? I was just hammered. I, I think we, we, we were rehearsing were, bricks. Yeah, yeah, we go. did. Yeah, we, yeah. And we then were um, out. I think I drank about eight, eight cans while we were rehearsing. Yeah. The rock and roll. <laughs> well, no, not really. It was just hot. And I was just like, well, I have a beer. And, um, and then we went to the pub. <laughs> and, then, and then I was, and then two were just like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I'm trying to join in the conversation. Like, Hello, yeah. like, yeah, I think you need a cab. <laughs> Sounded like Wurzel Gummidge on acid. Yeah. Oh my like, God. Looked like him as well. Yeah, he, was quite, <laughs> he was actually dribbling. Yeah. Oh <laughs> he actually it was. Yeah, and it like, I, I've got this thing where I think, you know, like normally um, when people get drunk and blokes are like, wow, oh, you drink more. 
make him no. a proper mess. And I'm like, oh. no, no, I don't play that. It, re- it, 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 it really happens go, to me, go. though. It really happens to me to that degree, that. It was a funny one, wasn't it? Cause yeah, I don't know. Saying in the, the IP hotel in Lakeside. I know what well. it was. I know what it was. What? We went... I got a weird noise in. We went to the, uh, the <laughs> pub and you started buying whiskeys and beers and I'd already had eight beers. And you were yeah. done drinking whiskey, beers with a whiskey shot and it was fucking night-night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've just gamed over, yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what it was. That was what it was, yeah. So anyway, yeah. But a lot's happened since then, hasn't it? When was that? Um, when was that? It was fucking... That was like last Thailand of last summer. Yeah, was it? Lockdown had eased, right? Yeah, it was still. You were able to travel. Was it? I can't even remember when that was, but yeah, yeah, because it was nice. Yeah, no, yeah. But um, being in a room screaming my lungs out, I've got to say, that was needed. Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been all right over here. It's just a, it's been a weird one because there's only a hundred thousand people on the island, and the island's only like seven miles wide by five miles or something like that. So. There's uh, right now at the moment. There's like three people who have COVID that are in hospital. Do you know what I mean? There's right. like no one. Not, it's very easy to sort of contain it when it's when there's a little breakout. So they didn't really like do the full lockdown. Thankfully, ah, yeah. Um, well, they did. They did for a little bit. So they shut the schools. My kids were at home, and that was that was the toughest bit because my wife was working and I was just like looking after the kids because just in the house and you couldn't leave the house. But that didn't last for too long. And then after that, they sort of just went, yeah, actually, that we, we overreacted, just like eased back a little bit. And ever since then, it's been all right. You, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to wear a mask, but restaurants are open, pubs are open, all that kind of stuff. We went to the, um, like a holiday resort with the kids this, this, this last Easter weekend and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, like on the one hand, it's been amazing for that. And on the other, I feel about a million miles away from my family and friends. Yeah, I feel like I just oh. haven't seen anyone. So yeah. I've, it's like, yeah. So every cloud has a silver lining type thing. Because that was the impression I got like when when we we did meet and you were talking about Jersey and I got the impression that you were a little bit isolated then. Well, I think everyone was in isolation, wasn't they? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they called it. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, no. You, it, what, I think at that time I was kind of going through an adjustment period as well. Yeah, because I didn't know that this whole COVID shit was going to happen. We, I just agreed to move to Jersey and happened to move two weeks before COVID kicked mm. in. Oh, really? Timing. Was that close? Yeah, literally two weeks. Yeah, yeah. We, I got here, um, and then I remember having a job interview, and then COVID happened, and it was like, what the fuck is this shit? So I'd moved country, moved my kids to a different school, moved house, uh, moved jobs done all that and then went into a pandemic. It was just like a bit much, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck is going on? And so, and then we had to rent our house out in the, in England and all that kind of stuff. And it was just like, oh, I was a bit fucking vexed with it all. But over time I've realized actually it's, it was a blessing in disguise really, because it's been, it's mm. been compared to how everybody else has had it or a lot of other people have had it. I've had it sweet. So thank you very much. Mm. Mm. Can't complain. So you didn't move for a job? I thought you'd moved for a job. No, nah, I just went for a fucking laugh, really. I just, I, I, I just sort of, I'm one of these kind of people where if an opportunity presents itself and it feels like something that might be exciting, I just do it. Um, and it just, that's exactly what happened. It was just kind of like, it was a, a period of time where I was thinking about what my next move was going to be. Uh, and then this thing came up and my missus just said, it was her, she got the job. 
she got a job transfer the same company oh, okay. and, and then and then she just said how do you fancy jersey and i was like googled it let's go yeah which was annoying because i just spent 10 grand building a fucking recording studio at my other house <laughs> Yeah, it was stunning. It was this is what I mean. Like, I'm a bit impulsive yeah. in that way. Like, I'll, I'll spend 10 grand building a studio and then fuck off to another country. <laughs> stupid, man. But it's just the way I am. And so. it became our, our spiritual home, didn't it? For a, for a long time, I broke a British record. Yeah, it's still there, man. It's still there. It's all still there. It's just sat there waiting, all boxed up. I'll get yeah, back to I it. think that has been the sad part, though. Like, not being able to see you at all, Lee. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I know. we didn't realize how, how serious or intense it was until, like, you you were just off. You just, it's never going to happen. I've never seen you ever again, is how it feels. Do you know what I mean? It's weird, yeah. And especially with things like music videos. I, don't, I mean, we fucking scraped through with, <laughs> with music, trying to do music <laughs> videos, photo shoots. Right. It's a fucking right. nightmare. Mm. You know, trying to get a photo shoot and, and <laughs> have it look decent. Photoshopped in. Yeah, like, I'm just like, <laughs> it's just fucking yeah. But we've made it work so far. I'm pretty proud of yeah. that. To be fair, I think. And I think you know you could probably come come back before, hopefully, come back. Obviously. Yeah, I think I'm planning like a UK road trip. UK massive one one man road trip. Yeah, I'm yep. just going to uh, play um, EDM out the boot of my car in car parks <laughs> and invite people <laughs> up and down the country. In my car. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I'm going to go see me now. hotspots of the UK, Lee, yeah? Yeah, that's it, yeah. I'm going to go see see me now. But then what I was going to do is get the ferry over and then come and see you guys, do some broken bricks work, stroke, drinking, et cetera. Yeah, we need to to (laughs) for the best part of a month, somehow. You're allowed to um, get the ferry over, go see family, but then we have to be the next stop or else you're out of the band, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's hard to be like a, a kind of cohesive band if one person lives. <laughs> like, how many hours? Like, how long, like, how long mm-hmm. does it take you to get to London? A long time. Um, well, he was in Blackpool before, so yeah. I mean, it was better, but it was still. That like- was Chrissy and I road tripping, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> boat tripping. You know, boat tripping. It was always good. On, it was always good on the way there, but on the hangover on the way back. It was, oh man! Yeah. I mean, I mean. Oh. <laughs> When we finished Slow Down, this is one of my favourite memories of, like, I was feeling a bit shitty and weird, and it was all, there was a lot of shit going on personally, as there always is with me. But, um, <laughs> but then I, <sighs> so, yeah, exactly that. That's his, that's his common response. <laughs> Thanks for your support. I'm there. joking. I, I always give you support, you know. He's always, he's always been there. Always, always. But um, we, we finished Slow Down, and, um, like, like, in its first sort of incarnation, like after, like Chrissy and I worked on it in London and it was just an electronic bit and we took it to the studio and it became this big live monster of a track and it was lovely. And we just played it in the kitchen and Kat's wife, Lee, was jumping up and, um, sorry, Kat, Lee's wife, Kat, <laughs> was jumping up and down going absolute batshit crazy to this tune we just made. And it was like the most reassuring thing you could ever have done as a yeah. band. And we had like proper gang yeah. mentality. Like it, there's this, there's this, um, there was this bar in Polton called the, is it the Cube we went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just Cube, sat yeah. in the garden. It was sunny and just got absolutely arsehole for too long and then came back that afternoon. And we actually got the work done though, which was admirable considering our track record of just not. Um, and it yeah. was just a really, really, uh, like a really lovely thing to do. And it was always that we, but we always, even though we got we got mashed up and we like drive up and that, but it did a lot for us for our gang mentality. I think. Do you know what I mean? I I, I used to like, because the whole album no, pretty, so pretty much. much the whole album would would be we'd start something sober like a like a very very basic idea. Yeah. And then, 
we'd have shitloads of wine and stuff. Go out, cheese get hammered. Yeah, yeah, I know, mate. Honestly, cheese and wine. And then we'd, we'd uh, wake up in different places in the house in the morning. Like, oh, fucking hell, what happened last night? And then we're like, should we check what we did? And then we'd go on and check and be like, mm, hit play. Yeah. And like, actually, it's all right. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, that's how the whole album came together. Basically, doing yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I miss most of I miss most of that mental part, but we sold a bit of a bit of bit of that after. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Maybe more constructed. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's been good. It's been alright over here. But yeah, I do feel for like mm. when he's been obviously living on their own in lockdown. That must be a whole different situation. Yeah. No, yeah, that's why I asked you, like, if you, mm. if you lived with anyone, because uh, if you're on your own, yeah, that's yeah. totally different. Well, the truth is, like, well, I used to work part-time, and so my sister was always out, obviously, the house working, so I loved it, because every, like, three, two, three days a week, I'd have a house to myself, I was, like, queen of the jungle, mm. and then ever since lockdown happened, she was all the time, I was thinking, can you just... Can you just... <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> so it's actually... <laughs> yeah, it's Has it been, like, have you clashed a bit? over it no honestly i think the first couple of months your sister's lovely i've met her like countless times <laughs> the first couple of months clashed a bit but you know with brothers and sisters you have a little argument and it's gone in about a day mm. six does it so no it's actually been nice we're like closer than ever so yeah. i said that oh no i said it on here damn it um but yeah good lord in <laughs> like the only people that have been in my bubble like their sort of bubble i guess for like the, the lockdown stuff was like my sister and her husband, and then my mum, who I was living with, right? So I've moved like twice during lockdown, which has been ace, obviously. But um, but, but my relationship with my sister has, has improved so much because like, I've, I've seen her a lot, and she, her husband opened like a butcher shop like in the middle of all this, and they're doing extremely well. That's it's amazing. Good. And like, my relationship with her is the best it's ever been, weirdly. Yeah, you were meant to get me some of that, uh, some nice... <laughs> Some good meat. All day long, mate. I've got meat for you for days, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm supposed to win this meat list as well. Believe that there. <laughs> oh my god. Let that hang in the ether, should we? <laughs> meat to please you. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Nick, how have you found holding? Yeah, I've been all right, really. Uh, I have, uh, I have had a meltdown during it. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I had a meltdown. I don't know, like September, like my nan died and that kind of triggered oh. a bit of a meltdown in me. Um, and then I realised that uh, my job was making me ill or it had been making me ill for years. And then... Um, Is it like the stress? Stress of the job? Uh, no, not so much that. Uh, like it just, um, it dented my sense of worth. So... Um, so then what happened? You go into a job every day that's dented your sense of worth and makes you feel like you're shit. You go mm. in every day, it cracks away. You're pretty bad. So, um, mm. yeah, so I did have a meltdown uh, and the meltdown was pretty bad. And then I um, and then I just, my wife was like, get another job. I don't care if we're poor, just get another job. And then uh, luckily enough, I was able to get uh, a job working in mental health um, where wow. um, that I really really like and like yeah through lockdown to be able to kind of go from the fear of 
of not having a job to getting a job that I really like. It's, so yeah, I can't I can't complain. Like, that's amazing. It's an achievement, man. It's good. Mm. Yeah, it's, I've kind of landed on my feet. I mm. really have. Have you guys? How about uh, Chrissy? Have you ever had any struggles? Do you ever struggle with your brain? Um, with my with my brain, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> with your mental health. Uh, I used to when I was a lot younger, to be fair. I When I was sort of like teenage years, going to maybe 23, I had massive, just it, it sort of being a young girl and how you look and eating problems and all that sort of stuff. But I've been lucky enough that kind of what, as I've grown up, that's kind of left me. Um, yeah. But also my, well, my sister's a psychotherapist, right? So when she started, oh, she really? yeah, when she started training to do that, she was often like, oh, you know, how are you really feeling? And talk to me. And I'd always think, go away, leave me alone. I'm fine. Like, yeah. you know? Well, I think having somebody there who forced me to open up as I grew up, maybe from the age of like 24, 25, it's meant that now nothing really ever feels too much for me to handle because I've learned that you can kind of, as long as you, you talk about it and you stay open with it, often there's nothing you can't really push past. Yeah. But I think when you don't say anything and it builds up and you've got no one to talk to, that's when it really, really, really gets you. I think uh, you raised, like, which I, I tend to kind of get down to, I think most mental health problems come down to um, our sense of self and our sense of worth. So, like, mm. if, you, if you don't feel very comfortable in your own skin or of how you look and all of that, mm. like, most mental health issues tend to come from that. Even if you've been like so subject to abuse or something, um, that makes you feel like you're uh, makes you feel like you're not good, kind of thing. And I think it all comes from there. And like when you're going through your teenage years, like we all have that. I think there's very few of us don't have those have those kind of insecurities and self doubt. Ah, mm. uh, I just finished three years of psychotherapy. I finished really, it, yeah. Uh, I finished it in February. Yeah, three years, um, which isn't actually that long for psychotherapy because that can go <laughs> a very long time. How did it feel? I mean, how do you feel having having finished it? As far as has it helped? Has it? Yeah, it helped a lot. Uh, yeah, it helped massively. Uh, and finishing it, like when when I got this job, it kind of it made lots of conflicts um, because of the area I work in and everything. Um, but then I kind of spoke to the therapist and said I might need to stop. And she was like, I was going to talk to you about that anyway. I think it's time. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and I, it, was re- it was a really amazing feeling because it was like, yeah. oh, now I've moved on. And now I haven't had like, any therapy for, like, for the past five years. I've had therapy every week at least. So this oh. is the first time when I haven't had any therapy for since like middle of February. Mm. I don't really feel like I need it. Mm. I have moments, but generally I'm like, I really feel like oh. everything's pretty good. Mm. Awesome. I think... <laughs> Go on. I was going to say, I think what's made it me feel better is um, I've stopped um, thinking... Oh, I want to be a rock star. Oh, I want to. I want the podcast to be bigger and all of those kind of things. I've just gone, just enjoy what is, yeah. and that's been the difference. That's been the clincher for me. 
mm. is the not looking outside. And I think we all do that. We all want, we're all kind of aiming and striving mm. for things, but that can quite often be quite like distracting mm. as well. Detrimental. Mm. It's like the idea of like, you know, once I achieve this thing, I'll be happy. And once I get yeah. here, do this thing. And you realize, well, your life's carrying on and happening whether you are there or not. So, you know, you've got to try and at least enjoy the smaller things until you work through that. But I mean, I'm one of those advocates for that. It's probably because of, you know, my sister convincing me as that, as I've seen it in my own life, but I'm an advocate for like, I feel like everyone should or could benefit from therapy. You know, this whole concept of therapy in this country is quite like new and people talk about their emotions and feelings, but I just feel like there's basically not one person it wouldn't benefit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A stigma that, like, to go to therapy, you have to be sort of going through X, Y, or Z. Whereas often therapy can just be like a space to just let things out, you know? It's like yeah. you mates for three hours and just let it all out. You always feel better after. So Yeah, I mean, that's, that's in in the same way, like, with, I mean, as I mean, as you both know, or, or sorry, as all three of you know, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm very much that person that I'll phone up and be like, all this shit's driving me fucking mad. And like, it's, it is actually using friendships and discussion to, to help maintain some form of happiness. Cause we all deal with stress in different ways. Right. Um, yeah. and I, and I, and what you realize is, and something I've realized, I think as a, as a result of sort of being on Mouth of Madness podcast and listening to people talk openly about that stuff as well, is just that it's how you, um, I think it's, it's how you learn to process and use that energy in a, in a, and it's something that, that that word in itself is something I'm finding myself saying more and more and more and more lately about like turn, getting positive energy from any situation and listening a lot. Cause like all three of you deal yeah. with things in your own way, very differently as friends of mine, as I know. And like Lee's you, you've in the last, what, like three to four years, I've noticed that you've found an awful lot of calm compared to the league you guys met over like 15 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm a Northern lad. So I don't, you don't yeah, talk about, you don't no, talk no, about no, shit. You don't so, talk about shit in the north, you know what I mean? That, so you, this me, is exactly all... it. This is why yeah. I was thinking, like, yeah. first, I love, you know, there's, like, a female perspective. So Chrissy yeah. was saying, like, she, you know, talk with friends or a sister. Yeah. And women are much better at that than men. And that's why mm. this podcast exists. And yeah. then, then I'm like, um, it's like Danny McNamara uh, from Embrace is Northern. And he was like, yeah, they, they, they <laughs> Yeah, you do. You things. don't. But but nearly every single one of my mates has got some sort of weird tick. You know, yeah. like um, yeah. I won't say names, but you can't say but, names. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you forget that you're not having a chat with mates. Don't you? Well, we are, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but you know, and each one of them will take the piss out of you for mentioning anything like mental health or yeah. you know, feel a bit. Oh. Down. They'll just fucking they just do. It's just in their nature. So, but I've had my fucking struggles, man, especially with uh, being a little bit hot. Yeah, yeah. Quick, quick to react to certain. If I, if I feel like someone's like t trying to have me over, or or just at, whatever, man. If they just previously, I think what Warren's alluded to is <laughs> a few situations where someone's crossed me a little bit, and it, you know it, it doesn't end well normally. But it normally, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, normally a, it's normally a verbal thing, though. I'm not like a violent man. It's just like I won't. No. I, I, I'll react very quickly, and it and it won't be pleasant stuff that comes out of my mouth. And I've been trying to work on that quite a bit because. Um, it's it's not necessarily um, what I'm actually thinking. It's it's more of a visceral reaction against yeah, yeah. myself myself for being pissed off about something than it is yeah. anything else. And I'm just using this yeah, yeah. dickhead who bumped into me in a bar to vent. And I started to realise that. But 
um when when i had the kids and and lockdown happened and stuff um that was there was some moments there where it was like lock yourself in a cupboard and try not to fucking tear your own head off you know because it was just like the world's caving in i'm trapped i can't fucking breathe i don't know what i'm doing and um but for me um i found i don't know whether i found it or it found me or how fucking universally want to get about that particular question but for whatever reason i found this thing called tm um transcendental meditation yeah 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 which yeah. i went have you have you I done did it? it i've done it yeah 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 so i went and found tm i did the course like a four-day course and they yeah. teach you how to do it and all that kind of stuff and it has just fucking resonated with me in a way that like i can't even begin to 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 articulate the benefits of it I, I, for some people they do it and they do it for a while and nearly everyone I've spoken to say, yeah, it's got massive benefits to it. But the, what the thing that I've found is if you stop doing it, the benefits go away. <laughs> it's kind of obvious. Yeah. And if you st- if you keep doing it twice a day and you don't, and you don't day. boo, like if you don't booze and you do TM or l- at least do TM first before you have a little drink, this weird thing starts to happen where that you'll know that that kind of like warm, fuzzy, calm feeling you get when you, when you're in that tran- transcendent, transcendent, transcendental state that starts to carry through with you in your wait your awake time when you when you're just walking around in the day so whereby before someone would say something and i'd be like i've got this like little cushion that goes it's just that anger that you're feeling isn't them it's inside your head and you're making yeah yeah, yeah, so you can choose to do something with it you can manifest it into anger or you can just stop being a baby and drop it and realize that you're making it inside your own head and when that started processing i was like I actually, I am in control of my own thoughts and my own actions. Oh. Fuck, I, never, I never thought of it that way. I, yeah. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, by the no, way. I'm no, just no, this and, is what resonated to me. There it was is like a lightning bolt. It was like yeah. a lightning bolt yeah. when I realised that everything that's happening outside of this brain mm. is actually only happening inside because it. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't see anything without my brain interpreting it in a, as, as a vision. I can't hear anything the same way. Taste, feel, touch. So everything literally is my own internal interpretation of what's going on behind, out, mm. outside of me, right? And when I started realizing these things, I started going, ah, oh, fucking hell, I'm putting my own spin on everything here. And it, I'm, yeah. <laughs> not only am I doing that, it's manifesting itself in ways outside my life that are mm. not beneficial to me whatsoever. And when these things started clicking in, I just calmed the fuck down and now... I get to choose whether I have a good day or not. I get to, you know, like when Warren's like having a fucking spin out, it's normally I'll, I'll try and explain to you that if emotion is energy, right? It's just a form of energy. Everything, everything on the planet, anything in the universe is energy. When you boil it down to the, the finest thing, yeah, an energy um, attracts to a similar kind of energy. So if you have a negative thing going on, you will attract more negative things. If you have a positive thing going on, you will attract more positive things. And it's true, right? If you go into, I went into a shitty conference call situation today. Um, and I just convinced myself that it it was going to be good. Yeah. And, and it was, you know what I mean? Like it was good. I went in there and I was just like, yeah. And I walked out of it going, yeah, fucking hell. I mean, it was, it was, it was grueling, but it was like, yeah. sound you know what i mean like i'm happy with that mm. um whereas if i hadn't have done that and i'd have just, I'd have just let my let the day mm. take me away and and get wrapped up in the why is the world doing all this shit to me mm. i don't deserve this it's not my fault 
world that I used yeah, to live in, yeah, yeah. you go into a situation like that and it just goes to fucking shit. And then you wonder why everything is going to shit around you and then you start blaming yourself. You're, you're asking you to be shit. Yeah. You're yeah. going like, my brain wants everything to be shit, so yeah. everything around me will prove it's shit. And I, I don't, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Exactly, but exactly. I, and it's just like... I really, really love what you just said. Like, uh, for starters, I'm really shocked that you just said it because uh, <laughs> you always come up. Because uh, um, like I'm northern, I don't talk about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. For starters, um, I did the I did the TM four day course as well. Um, it's not cheap, is it? No. And, Worth yeah. every fucking penny, though, if anyone's listening to this that's thinking about it. And I mean, I was sceptical going in there. I grilled the poor uh, <laughs> TM. Yeah, I was yeah. like, tell me why I've got to pay. Like, what's all this about? Like, Can't <laughs> you give me <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. But uh, how wrong I was, or right I was, I don't know, whichever way around. I ended up doing it in the end, so you know, yeah, I'm really yeah. glad I did. But there's yeah. evidence we can't talk about, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, um, I did it, uh, what? maybe three four years ago and i've always struggled to stick with it but what um i still took a lot of good from it like i've never really done it every day but um i've always uh like if i am having a hard time i'm like i've got this thing that they gave me that i can yeah, go to you can go and jump in yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it's like and it's there and it's mine and it's yeah. and because it's like I, you know you can't talk about it in the same way yeah, um, it makes it more special, and it did. It did open my eyes to meditation. If I'm not doing well, my wife goes, "Go and meditate." Yeah, yeah. And I'll use YouTube, but I will do the other. The, yeah. Mix it with transcendental meditation. What what I, what I can say is honestly, it's got levels to it mm. that I didn't realize. The the best thing that, that the teacher said to me when um when I did mine was she said do three months twice a day and don't miss it and then come back to me and tell me how you're feeling and i wrote her i probably find the thing that i wrote her because i felt i felt so different within myself that like i felt compelled and warren you know me i don't do this kind of shit but i felt compelled to just message her and say val i've said her name now her name is <laughs> you can find it online uh Valerie Murray, actually, if you want to, yeah, you can find if you want to look time. into, uh, if you want to look into transcendental meditation, Jersey. Um, yeah, she said, she said, um, do it for three months every day, and then let me know how you're getting on after that. And now, I now know the reason why she said that because something happens where, like I sort of said before, that, that feeling that you get, you start, it starts. Pull, I can feel it right now. You, you start, you, it starts appearing in in your life. In these weird ways, and it sound this is going to sound so, so not me, but like I can, something will happen. Like my son will look at me in a certain way, or like the other day, you know those photographs that I showed you where I took my son on the beach and it was like Stunning. sunset. Stunning. Something happens now within me that didn't never used to happen. Where like it's almost like I don't you, know. Like you notice it, and you didn't notice, notice it. it. I'm just like in awe of everything and every one that's yeah. around me and i feel completely lifted by it it's yeah you know it, i mean it's just it's a totally totally next next level it makes thing. you kind of start to recognize your place in the order of like the worlds a little bit and it makes you realize that you're part of 
part of the earth in many ways. Yeah. Part and of everything. You, yeah, and oh, you not even enjoy just the earth, things everything. more. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah, you get this kind of control over your brain. This basic yeah. concept that um, that you are actually in charge of your thoughts. Yeah. And most of the time, your thoughts are going, oh, if you do that, you'll look stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, what, what you don't think, what, what nobody realises is, um, because you don't, is that the, like the, the brain has different layers to it. And talking about the mind, sorry, not the brain, but the mind has different layers to it. And where most people sit is at the top layer, which is kind of like, they compare it to like a body of water, like the ocean, where if you can imagine like the waves at the top, that's where surface level activity is. That's like, got to go to work, stuck in traffic, got to get that thing done. And it's kind of really choppy. You're up and down all the time. Your emotions are up and down all the time because different things, you're, you're reacting to things that are coming at you all the time. When you do TM, it basically pulls you down to like the depths of way where your where your mind creates thoughts. So before the thoughts bubble up and turn into emotion, it's where they're actually created. So you, you're residing in a place mm. that emotion can't affect you anymore. So it's just bliss. There is no there is no negative emotion in there because emotions haven't been affected by the thought yeah, that's. No, time to pick that's it. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah, so it basically it, it just keeps every time you do the meditation, it pulls you away from those choppy waters, and it, it takes you down to where the calm waters are at the, at the bottom oh, yeah. for 20 minutes, and then you go back up again. And the more you oh, do yeah. it, the more calm you take, and the, and the calmer the waves get, and everything just. Yeah. And when there is something big coming around the corner, you can do like what you just said. Then it, you just go, okay, I've got this bullshit thing coming up that I'm I'm like a bit nervous about or whatever. I'll just sit down and do 20 minutes of that, mm. and all of a sudden I'm like. Fuck it yeah, bring, just, bring uh, it on. It don't really matter. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the funny thing is when you kind of connect to the universe, and this is all sounds so part of the sky, <clears throat> but you realise how little things are, and mm. they like yeah. how things don't really matter that that much really. Mm. And if mm. you get into that kind of frame of mind, when things don't really matter that much really, um, like life's so much easier. Yeah. And and oh, you've got, and your eyes are much more open to like the yeah. beautiful things around you. Mm. Uh, I mean, it is a Buddhist thing in many ways. Um, mm. Well, it's it comes from uh, Mah- Maharishi. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, he mm. studied in you know like I don't even Buddha, but like thousands and thousands and thousands of years yeah. of of um, knowledge of doing this particular mantra based meditation. Mm. But mm. what he did was he he. Uh, he, he basically turned it into science. So he worked with, he, he was actually a scientist as well as a yogi and he turned it into a science. So he worked with science and he, he was the one that predicted the unified field theory before it was proven by science because yeah. it's the same thing. He's saying everything is, is a, on the balance of unified field. And then science proved it about yeah. 20 years, 30 years later after he'd said it or something. I may have got those years wrong, but like, <laughs> He was around in the sixties, and then they when did the unified field oh. theory come out? You know, so so he was always tying it to fact, and that's what really drew me in because I'm a logic based person. Mm. I have to know the logical reason why something is happening, and then apply logic to getting out yeah. of it. I can't yeah. do this emotional wishy washy shit. What's the fact? How do we deal with it? So 
when all this wishy-washy kind of like, you know what, you, well, you're laughing because you know what I'm like, right? You know what, I'm the fact <laughs> base. Give me the, the facts, fact? give me the facts. Fuck off with the yeah. emotion and give me the facts. Yeah, yeah. So I, so when it comes to something like this, I need to have some grounded logic in it. But now mm. what I've come to realise is that doesn't even matter. No, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think you, I don't think you yeah. can have, I don't think you can have that with logic. If I'm honest, I feel like they're two totally separate things. And I think no, they're not. They're not. There's a lot oh, of logic in it. There's a lot of logic always, in it when you. But when I you, mean, if when it, you, boil, you know, what, you're, what you're talking about when you talk about you know looking at that photo of your son and feeling just like a different way than you ever did. What is when you sort of think about those sorts of experiences within yourself. I mean, yeah, maybe you see that as logical, but I don't see it so much as logical as... No, like- what it is, is the, what it is, is right? So you've constantly got this feeling of bliss running all the way through you all the time. But the reason why you, you can't feel it all the time is because you have this like radio static of noise going on inside your head, which blocks it out. And all the transcendental meditation does is it turns off that, that static noise mm. And just allows what is naturally there already to come through. It's just it feels new to you because you didn't have it, or you had it there yeah. before, but you weren't. It was do all this shit that's going on in your head that you think is important. This static noise gets turned off, and then you're like, so then when you see a picture of your son, I haven't got bills and fucking my next yeah, meeting yeah, yeah. and it's going through my head. I'm, I actually look at it and see it for what it is, and then resonate with it and go fucking hell, like, and it fills me with all this glorious, glorious <laughs> feeling. And I, it's fucking amazing. Like it really is, honestly. Well, um, it's a life-changing well, uh, thing. <laughs> Go on, Chris. Well, um, my my um, my right. Oh, he's been he's been a practicing Buddhist for about thirty years. I don't know how long. Ridiculous. He chants every day, but like he's just the calmest man I've met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I think so, what I really what I really like about it Buddhi- works to a degree. Buddhism's about uh, it's not about looking to be happy all the time. It's about just being content and being able to sit in yeah. contentedness uh, and like kind of almost being neutral. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I find that quite interesting because like um, like the world and all the noise mm. is about that pursuit of happiness. It, mm. Like what's in the American Constitution, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like... Uh, it, it puts it on this pedestal that's really actually quite hard to achieve. Mm. If you look to be just content, that's much more achievable. Well, if if you actually stop and don't do anything and don't have any of those thoughts and noises going through your head and feel what it feels like, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. So that is yeah. neutral. It's it's bliss. But it, happiness and bliss are two different things. Happiness is a byproduct of bliss. Something I'm learning, actually, is 100%. Of recent, but it also radical. sorry, go on, Warren. Look at you us, are? we can't help ourselves, can we? <laughs> no, no, but I, I'd like to. I've, I've been actively trying to to eradicate negativity. I've had, I had some really dark days during the lockdown bit, but I realized as well, it's, it's a, it was about my reactions a lot to, to people or actions of other others and stuff, as opposed to not just sitting down and going, mm. I can do all this, shit. it's fine, like I and, and just sort of putting it into like structuring the chaos that is in my fucking brain. Mm. And it's something that, with with help of friends and like you lot, it it, it is definitely. A, I, I see clarity in what you said. Basically, I understand how that is beneficial. I think we, we take we, 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 take, we tend to take everything so personally. Mm. You uh, know, yeah. like if yeah. someone says something to you, you take it personally. It dents your ego, and mm. if you're able to kind of see your ego mm. and see it for what it is, which is a massive liar. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
then you're able to kind of step back from it and that's yeah. that's about learning to control your thoughts because yeah. your thoughts generally are going oh that was out of order you look really mm. small mm. and, yeah. I, and, that, and that's your brain trying to protect you from harm and being mm. upset but it actually yeah. makes you upset mm. and like that's what buddhists don't they strip away the ego mm. yeah but even what you said about like the, the pursuit of happiness being something that's in the constitution the funny thing is when you think about it like the ways you're taught to be happy are nothing to do with the ways that actually make you happy in my opinion no yeah, no yeah. honestly that, it, that's, that's where the it's first so thing messed up. You when know, I started, when I realised this, I said they should teach it in primary school. It should yeah. be the first thing yeah. you learn. Yeah. Because it, if you learn also, this, you could learn everything else a lot yeah. easier because you wouldn't have all the emotional shit rattling mm. around your head to mm. stop mm. you from concentrating on actually learning the lessons. But it, but it, but it, but it almost feels like yeah. it's sort of like a self-trickery in a way because it, obviously this is me being intense, but it's almost like if you teach everyone the key to being happy isn't necessarily becoming CEO of a company or if that's what it is for you, it is. Yeah. Almost capitalism does well because... We need people to work really hard, yeah. nine to five, 40 hours a week, and think that's normal. Do you know well, that's what they tell you. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not surprising people will find it hard and struggle with mental health. And it's at least yeah. finally people are starting to talk about it more. But oh. we've sort of born into this situation where what else was really going to happen, you know? I think you've totally nailed it there, Lovely. Chrissy. And I think that that's the thing. We're kind of told from TV, from most things that are easily accessible uh mm. even that even at school you know like my daughter they're going oh you've got to do well in gccs otherwise uh you won't be a productive human being <laughs> oh, no you haven't it takes a long time like it takes a certain amount of going through going it through the tough bits to realize that that's all bullshit mm. you know it's like, oh you've got money you've got more money so you can have a better car than next door and it's like <laughs> <laughs> no, that don't fucking matter. Like that's all bullshit. You know, that, that is the world that we're sold through capitalism, and that's why, like Russell Brand was getting laughed off. But that is basically what he was saying. And um, because he's a big component, like he, he, uh, him and David Lynch did a lot to kind of promote uh, transcendental meditation, and uh, and it's still kind of laughed off. But um, I find it. It's laughed off because everyone else is going, hold on, but then, like, if you're meditating, you're not making money. Exactly. That's why it's... That's exactly why it's laughed off. Yeah. Because if everyone <laughs> grew up with that perspective, they wouldn't have the interests in order to chase mm -hmm. that massive... More, you know, like, I'm, not, I'm not against having money, but I'm, I'm against... I'm against killing yourself to get it you know or, or causing yourself detrimental harm to get it or Letting down or even thinking William. yeah yeah because then you you've got this false target when you when you finally arrive at what you what you want to achieve you're going to get there and it's, it's going to be it's going to be empty it's just going to be this yeah, empty yeah. vacuous fucking place of Nothing, and you're going to have railroaded your entire life to get there. So your kids will hate you, you fucking, you know what I mean? You'll everyone will think you're an arsehole in work or whatever because you've just run, mm. running everyone out of the way just to get to where you want to be because you want to jostle for position. Mm. And you see this all the time, like constantly all the time. And, and are they happy? No. Mm. It's know. funny, right? Because I think like with uh, like TM, with a lot of kind of more neutral spiritual stuff. Even if you look at paganism, it's um, it's all about the self. 
it's about you and how you uh how, how actually you're amazing and then um and this is why i don't like a lot of organized religion because they're like they they take the onus off the self and you mm. being, yeah you nice. being yeah. everything you can be and they go oh no don't worry about that look someone's yeah. going to look after you and yeah. it's like no uh, something like you know something changed in history it never used to be that way and like suddenly it's like oh no you're not allowed to do that mm. and and we've all grabbed hold of that and religion like christianity for example uh look at uh that's kind of written into the constitution it's written into our laws and it's like you know everything's set against this idea that um like we can actually be quite well really we can be well and happy and we don't need all this shit mm. But, um, yeah, people don't like it. I think the times are they are changing, though, to quote old Bob. Very, very slowly. Yeah, but I'm just thankful that I, I found it, you know, purely selfishly from my standpoint. And for those around me as well, I think I get a lot more out of my kids now. Yeah. I get a lot more out of my wife, you know, in terms of, like, not badly emotionally reacting to something that's maybe going on in her life. Like, if we both had a tough day at work and I, you know, and she tries to talk to me about it, maybe I'm not that sympathetic here. And then that has like a spark of like a negative spark that goes on for the year. You know, like yeah. all those little things that happen that could just be avoided by having that calm mind of, mm. of kind of all like weeded themselves out. Um, and I'm really thankful for that because I don't know where I, I don't know where, I, where I'd be with that. It's, yeah. it's a blessing. It's a blessing if you get there at, 1635.99. Whatever. I'm just happy yeah, I'm got there. I mean. or, or I'm yeah. still getting there. I'm not, I'm not, you know, yeah, arrived. Well, got to the point where you're even ha I'm not a deity or a, or, 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 <laughs> really? a de or a deity bitch, as, as Kat calls me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, no, man, it's a beautiful thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> Who did you say your dad was a Buddhist? Yeah, he's been a practicing Buddhist for about 30 years. He was raised Christian, but he never really got on board of it. Yeah. <laughs> he's Come on been a practicing buddhist for about 30 years he's always trying to get us to get involved with him it's not really my thing though just because i think with anything in life you have to find your own practice and find what works yeah. for you yeah um i can yeah. still speak some some japanese from uh from the book that he has to read and recite every day but that's about that's about it i used to do it as a kid but yeah he's very calm he's always you know as a kid i used to find it quite frustrating because i'd be like have an opinion on this feel this and he was always really level-headed and sort of like you know, things will happen when they do, and I'd always think, ah, be on my side, and things like that, you know, but when you get older, you realise it's kind of the way to be. I mean, I get frustrated on myself. I, I really miss being, like, young and, like, you know, erratic and getting annoyed by this or reacting to this, because these days I just don't really, I just kind of chill. I'm just kind of like, well, it's not really that big deal. Like, it will figure itself out. And it's a, ha it's a happier way to live, but, like, I do miss, you know, that, that like, if I had a Latin temple or something quite fun like that, <laughs> at least in my short term. But yeah, I mean, he has been for 20, 30 years and he swears by it. Um, but I think often when you have someone in your family who's sort of doesn't push you to something, but they're like, I love this, you should love it. Often you don't go in that direction. No, because you want to find your own thing. Yeah, very yeah. good merits, very good merits. And you need to rail against something when you're young, don't you? You need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the patriarchy and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more, obviously more of a theology and a way of life than a religion. Like, he would never call it a religion, but I know some people do. Um, but I think they've, they've 
they've got a lot of lot of the right stuff going on there as far as treating how to treat other people and how to try and live your life and to just appreciate the smaller things and not sweat the even smaller things and you know even I can't even think sometimes I go mental into my head about thinking like you're saying Lee when you're looking at photos and you're thinking oh my gosh I'm part of this universe part of this earth like that way of thinking is so lovely because it means you don't really sweat the small stuff but then you also can't go that far into thinking that way because it, it, it well, you <laughs> also it's more realizing that small stuff doesn't actually exist most you know most of the time it doesn't yeah. even exist it's more just your like, you, like Nick was saying it's more your ego telling you that this thing's happening yeah. the, 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 you, you need to lens. not be happy about this because this thing's going to happen it's bad it's going to be bad it's going to be real yeah. bad and you're yeah. like but actually the thing hasn't happened yet your mind's making it up it's predicting the future and it's always going to predict it in a negative way it's never going to predict it in a positive way because your ego is predicting the future for you which is where fear comes from and trepidation and all of that kind of stuff but none of it actually exists unless you're mystic meg and you can actually actively you know predict the future none of it actually exists. it's all inside your head when you start getting around to that man it's fucking revelation I can breathe. Oh, that's bizarre. I, I remember, you know, when I was younger, I used to always, because my, my sister's a lot more, she's like me, but I'm a lot funner, like a bit, a lot more eccentric. So is she older than you, Chris? Yeah, yeah, it's impossible, Chris. She's, she's three years older than me. Can't be done. So I used to, <laughs> that's what you think. I used to always think I was just really boring and like no one wanted to talk to me. And I was like, I'm just a loser version of her. Like, I'm so cool. And like, everyone, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, leave me alone. And, you know, so like I went to all of that. And it's, it's crazy It's crazy what your brain does to you. And it's sort of like growing up where you, you still have those thoughts and you think, oh, my God, is this person thinking I'm annoying? Or are they thinking, you know, oh, God. But then you sort of think, look, just go through your life, be nice, having fun. If people aren't your kind of people or they don't like you, then you, they won't be your friends. But you know that never really happens because the second that you <clears throat> actually think about and care what people think of you it often means that you aren't a bad person do you know what i mean also um, you're you're also yeah. making up how they think about you which is also yeah. your ego back well, so it doesn't well, even exist yeah. well, my underlayers would say that i'm not thinking it up and they were really thinking it all along <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but all, all <laughs> yeah. the while just you on but the back <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you just have a calm yeah. face. But you know, you sort of grow up and you realize everyone, like everyone, has these thoughts. You think you're the only person in the room who's yeah. a loser or subconscious. But then you realize, hold on, pretty much everyone, unless they're a narcissist, and they're very rare. Mm. These thoughts, and then you stop panicking. And you think there's only one of you. So yeah, you know. I think everyone's brain is a narcissist. Everyone's mind is an element of narcissist in it, and that's why we're so easily dented. Yeah, because everyone thinks they're the centre of their own movie, yeah. their own universe. But that you're not you just particles drifting along. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not. Uh, you, it's not the centre of your movie. You know. Like, I, what, my therap like I have this regular therapist, Peter. I see. Uh, well, I did see him. We're friends now, and he was just saying like, you can. It always this always comes back to it to me is that. Uh, you can only control what you do and what you think, and there's nothing else. And mm. the rest of it is your brain's making up shit to make mm. you feel bad about <laughs> yourself. Your brain's trying <laughs> to help you, but it's wrong 99% of the time, and you can step away from it. It's quite hard mm. to do, but I, you can do it. It's totally achievable. And it actually it isn't that hard once you get into a habit. No. I think for me, you just need a vehicle. You need something that, because when you don't realize how indoctrinated you are into this life, yeah, 
and how like you know these adverts and the fact you've got to dress this way and you've got to like buy that clothes and because that's important there if i spend this money on that it's going to make me feel this and da, 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 da. it's all just because you've been born in this yeah. environment none of it is really mm. real mm. none of it really exists like all you actually need is air <laughs> water and then food and then yeah. clothes to keep like that you know like but people don't think like that they don't think right. like that literal, <laughs> but it's but it's and true. Most, and most of what we think has been fed to us by a very clever advertising agency who yeah. have said, yeah. "Oh, that makes them feel self-conscious. I so will sell it." Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll look at social media for that. I mean, well, fuck social me. media is really bad for that. Uh, I fucking. I mean, I wonder who goes on social media and feels better about themselves because I don't think I've met that. No, yeah. no, no. You know my, you know my, you know my troubles with social media. Oh, mate. I've had to hire someone to, to deal with it because I can't just. I mean, I, I do check it because I just check that like shit's happening because I pay him money to deal with it and stuff. But but I can't I can't be that guy that's in there just like fucking on it all the time because it. it yeah. It it's the ex- I leave it. One of the things that I've noticed about doing this this TM stuff is that. I notice things that give me a negative feeling more than yeah. I used to. So like hangovers, they give me this negative feeling. I get this like, fear and I don't like it. It's putting me off drinking. Like tonight, um, my missus, I went to the shop and she said, can you get me some wine? And not every, normally I'd be like, yeah, get myself a bottle of drink. But I just like, no, because I, I, I don't want that neggy feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, that's, something, that's something you've, you've definitely suffered with. And we have together as well. Yeah. But yeah. Like, but like I get it from social media that's so I'm on it and I'm like on it on it and I come off it and I'm like how do I feel now I can check in with myself better and I'm like I don't feel as good as I used to before I started doing that yeah no maybe I'm not going to do that again you know and it, I wouldn't have that kind of like awareness of how I'm feeling if it wasn't for sitting down for 20 minutes and checking in yeah, yeah, you just got angry in that level it's you funny yeah. I think like uh, social, I kind of view social I use social media as a tool more than anything like to advertise the podcast, etc. So I don't engage with it in the same way, but I do sometimes, and I invariably makes me feel less than, not as good as. Yeah. Um. And then I'm like, I want things. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Where's my one million followers? Like you know, yeah. Why is that? Why is that other music producer got a million followers and he's you know he's sort of like fucking hell, man. What, what? Sort of I'm back in this world again. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, 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 you're you're basically never be, never be good enough. Never be good enough. Yeah, but, what was but, it? I saw this is obviously the most ridiculous comparison, and it's really a silly thing to mention. I just saw a silly article about Chloe Kardashian. I don't know who's who, but she just had a picture taken by her grandma of her in a bikini, and then like as you do. And then she was like, I'm so embarrassed by this unflattering photo. But she looked perfect, right? I'd rather see yeah. a grandma in a bikini. Yeah. Yeah, so would I. It'd be quite funny. But, you oh, know, that whole social media <laughs> image of, like, <laughs> what you think everyone expects, what you should be. It's like for someone to be that, their brain to be that, like, far gone from reality. That's all that can kind of do to you, you know? It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird interpretation gonna... of the world, you know. Like, like it, yeah. it, anything you search and then the things that you go on on Instagram, for example, and the, other, the images I see... All right, because I searched about a car, then then like a specific car, you see now now on my feed of like searches, there's a car with these guys that are like like loads and loads of money, and it's selling a life that it just doesn't exist. But like, is the guy's probably a chauffeur driving around? <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, car. Like, what the <laughs> have you not seen those? They've set up these like um, <laughs> this, they've, they've set up these like photo shoot places now where they've got like 
yeah. fake planes in them and stuff. Have you seen yeah, this? No, and then, and then the girls, they just go, oh, yeah, so you've got like a quarter of a plane, like in a, in a huge like room, hangar room yeah. type thing. And it's all like set up with leather seats in it and stuff. It's not a real plane. And what they do is they go in there and they get a glass of champagne and they get the photographs taken and then they put oh it on God, their social media. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Yeah. So I, I used to work with quite a lot of gang members, you know, like oh, London that gang to, members. That was a plot twist. Didn't expect you to say Might that. drop, leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quite a lot. So interestingly enough, um, like some of them, uh, like they'd be in the, the big videos that would be all over uh, YouTube, like, you know, with like drill artists and things. And... Um, if you get them to a point when they're actually talking like human beings, uh, they would say things like, um, you know, like the photos, they go, oh, look at this photo. And they'd have these big rolls of money mm. uh, and and a Bentley, because that's what was in the video. The Bentley's hired. They've all chipped in their money together to hire a Bentley for the video, all of them. Uh, the, <laughs> the, money, the money is... Uh, like they've got like a few fifties rolled around a roll of fake money, mm. and it is all just pretense. It's all facade. And then mm. I, oh, we're all fucking hard. One of them, one of them has been to prison. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are just wearing masks and they're, they're you know, they're doing the that hard. They ain't that hard. Like, in so fairness, yeah. I wouldn't fuck with any of them. <laughs> they don't listen to this. They'll did. be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. But I, I've met quite a lot of people, and and they're like, it's bullshit. It's all yeah. bullshit. It's all face, and it all comes uh, from the idea of like American hip hop. And like, American hip hop comes from they they had nothing, so you had nothing, yeah. yeah. You present, you come from nothing, you want to put, uh, it's like if you put it out into the world, you might get it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I think there's an yeah, element but... of truth in that maybe, but you there don't is, really think yeah. about it. Like positive affirmation well, think... and stuff and, you know, and what do people do? Yeah. Like, things on their walls. Like the, I don't know if that's a word of, of fake money wrapped with a 50. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But the weird thing is that like we we all participate we're all participating in like this this agreed delusion and that's what I find really weird. Like I can't it, I yeah. can't really hear it or get into it because I secretly think, do any of you care? Are any of you bothered? Do you all think what you're doing? Because I think what am I doing? Like, oh yeah. yeah. It's weird. I, I who really is in it and believes it, or either we all pretend to believe it, or I don't, I don't me, really for, know. For me, I'm a lot of this started to click even when I bought that house. You know the one that was it was a bit too big for what I really needed. And that doesn't mean to sound ponty. I just sold the house in London and moved up north and you get a more bang for your buck. Mm. But I bought it and it and it and it, it was a nice house and stuff. And that but it, I always thought it would be like this thing that I've landed. I finally you know, like all all of this yeah. stuff that I've been going through is all gonna go away because I've finally landed in this place that I've always thought I should have been at. You know, I should have owned that house, I should have had this car, did it? I got it all and I was just like, Oh fuck, it's not here. Oh, what do I do I, now? Lee, I had exactly <laughs> the same moment. I was like, right, I bought uh, like uh, I bought a house that's as good as the house my parents had. You know, like um, I had two kids and I'm doing all right. You know, I'm a manager. And then I was like, yeah, I met, I got married. You know, I've done all the things, all the things. And then I was like, 
I've never felt so ill in my life, you know, mentally, really? I was, mentally I was unwell. Mm. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and it was like, no, nah, it's not here. It's not mm. here. It took, then my wife got cancer and it was like, oh, none oh. of this shit fucking matters, man. Mm. Oh. None of this shit fucking matters at all. And uh, we even got uh, life insurance, massive payout, and like, I couldn't care less. Mm. Not fucking and it was like none of this shit none of it fucking matters you know like the I want I want it's it's all bullshit man and the thing that's kind of like I'm trying to work on more now is kind of going off the back of what I just said there like when I do something and I I leave it and I'm like I analyse it a little bit like how did I feel about that I'm getting more of that on a daily basis based on what I'm doing all day. Like I finished a day's work and I'm feeling like, did I get, how do I feel after that day's work? Could, could yeah. I have been doing something else that would make, and every time I do things like music or stuff like this, or I, I always feel kind of pumped up and happy and like yeah. excited and giddy after it. Well, mm. and you know, so, and then sometimes work can just be this grind, you know, and you just start thinking to yourself, all right, if I pump the energy that I've got for the things that I'm passionate about and I just let go and just have the faith that, I don't need the support blanket of, of what I'm doing for a living. Mm. Will, you know, will it, will it, will it work? You know, will it, will it just find its way just based on pure enthusiasm and good energy about the fact that you're constantly doing something all day long. But I think people get stuck on that treadmill of you've got to do a job to sustain the things that you're passionate about. And yeah, I, 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 those I jobs could be happy. Yeah. And, and I'm, I, that's been a dichotomy for me for, for years. And I think mainly because I've earned quite well and, you know, I've done, I've always done quite well. I've always earned quite well. So it's always been kind of like a bit of a leap, like, fuck, do I stop doing the nine to five and go and do something that I'm actually passionate about? But I, I do think that if I do do that, it will work out probably better financially, happiness, whatever it will work out as a better outcome. That's pretty much what I did with this new job. Less money, but quality of life has just gone up. Definitely. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I, I'm just amazed. You've done so well as a rent boy, even at your age. Honestly, <laughs> killing it, killing it. I mean, I can't sit down for long. But... It's a beautiful thing. Why you've lost all that weight, innit? Paying loads of money. You've I can't got sit in one seat You can pull your ass out, and it's like great problems. But um... we're at, we're at an hour and a half. Yeah, we're going to have to... We're going to wrap up. Yeah, we are. I feel like editing it on a Rent Boy joke is probably the best way. Brilliant. I think... He could not have done that any better, Nick. Someone squeezes the word in prolapse and then we finish. Like, all right. You took it too far. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.